All right, before we start our podcast today, I believe that we have a special guest to help us kick it off. And who might that be on the phone? Hey, Miguel and Holly, how are you doing? Oh, Jacob, we're so good. Yes, Jacob, two times. What's going on, my friend? Well, first of all, I want to tell you, you guys won the best local morning show ever. You know that? Wow. I, wait, hold on. Like, people need to vote. We haven't won just yet. We won in the past, mm. but you can still vote up until September. Well, I'm, well, I'm saying that now on the podcast. We'll see because see, I can't go on the website to vote, so I have to call it in and vote. So I'm doing that right now. So I'm putting my vote in for you right now. So count it. I love it. Boom! It's been counted. You're it claiming has it has been claimed. Thank mm. you so much for voting. Thank you. And and. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Miguel. Happy birthday to you. Miguel, that's why I'm doing it. Oh, thank you, Jacob. Best birthday song ever. Thank you. And, and, and Holly, guess what, Holly, guess what, Holly? Even though you are from 6 to 10, I feel like you're my midday host and McGill is your co-host still. You know that? Oh, all right. Well, you know what? I'll take it. I, I enjoy that. Thank you very much, Jacob. <laughs> and, 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 and guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? Scotty has my permission to get all your breadsticks all he wants to, McGill. He, and, Heck and he yes. has... And he has my permission to get all your cinnamon breadsticks. You know that? <laughs> you know what? He can have the carbs. <laughs> he can have the carbs because uh. I have had enough. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for checking in with us. What podcast is everyone listening to right now? You're listening to the You're listening to the Holly Podcast on Hot 1015 oh. Tampa Bay's new hit music. I had to do that to had you. To That's right. That's my birthday present right there. <laughs> he got booted. It's all right. I'll allow it. Oh. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. And thank you, Jacob, two times for that beautiful intro mm-hmm. and that little birthday. Holly, if someone is new to the podcast, who is Jacob two times? Actually, hold on. Because uh-huh. I feel like I did a really good write-up to... Um, one of the MH fan members that we have. Mm. Wait, let me find it. Because she said the same thing. She said, who exactly is Jacob who calls into the podcast? He's so sweet. It's Ms. Futch. Mm. Oh. And I said, I can't remember what disorder of sorts that he has. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't even want to say what I said in the email in the her the message because I don't want to misname it. Right. But he has some sort of disorder and he's also blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said he's a bit of a savant when it comes to remembering dates mm. and times and music and such. And he has loved Tampa radio his whole life. He we discovered Jacob two times because he has been calling into a show on our sister station for years now, and that would be the Drew Garabo live show on 102.5 The Bone. So, I mean, when we were first 
moving into the market, we heard of of Jacob two times, mostly for like his musical knowledge. I mean, yeah. he is he knows everything about like dates, times. He's a bit of a genius in that way. Um, and so they would, um, you know, play games. But then as you can hear, whatever his disorder is, when he gets very excited, he'll oftentimes repeat himself. Mm-hmm. And so Drew and company sort of started, you know, uh, playfully in a fun way, calling him Jacob two times mm-hmm. because he says things two times. Right. Not out of malice, obviously, at all. But that's how we met him. And so we actually got to meet him in person because they brought Jacob in over on the bone for like uh, a birthday celebration oh, for that's him. Cool. Did it was you really know about sweet. that? No. Yeah. yeah, we met him. We met him. He did like, wow. they had gotten a cake with a whole big thing, balloons. They had special guests on the phone and in studio for Jacob. Oh my gosh. Um, including us because he had started listening to what at the time was our new show mm-hmm. here. And so we got to meet him then. Um, and he's just sort of, he just loves Tampa radio. He loves all radio because he was a big fan of Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we all came to know Jacob two times. I think he loves us the best, though. I mean, if there's a race. I mean, I, I think it would be like a nice probably... Uh... Like we're probably even dead in heat with Drew Garabo. Yeah, how do you it's, it's how do you overtake there. Drew's show though? Yeah, that's like where I mean, because his... Drew threw him a party, so <laughs> yeah, he, awesome. he like twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he well, uh, dang no, it. I think Drew wins. Yeah, yeah I'll give it to him. And he like and here's that's the thing. true. He puts him on the air. Right. We right. aren't able to do that. Right. We have him on the podcast mm-hmm. because have we more have time. more time mm-hmm. to spend with him on the podcast. But since they do talk radio over there, right? Uh, they got time. <laughs> they got time to have Jacob come on and just oh, we got Jacob on the phone. We What's he chit-chat. doing? Today? Yeah. So that's the the story of Jacob two times. I love it. So we will reference this podcast from Wednesday, August nineteenth, when people are like, wait, who is Jacob? Because we love him to help us intro at least once a week our podcast and say hi. So So that's the backstory. Thank you for that birthday greeting. Holly, what are you getting me for my birthday? I don't know yet. Actually, please don't. It would make me very uncomfortable if you did. I don't don't know why. I've been very weird about this birthday. Like Is it because it's 35? It feels like a milestone? Um yes. I, I haven't really been able to place a finger on why. Like, I don't want the attention that I normally get. Because, you know, normally by now, like, it's my birthday week. Okay. And I would have been like, what you got planned for Friday show, girl? Who's I popping know. through? But I'm like, I actually don't want it at all. Well, that's probably best because, honestly, Miguel. <laughs> listen. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to decorate the studio. Holly, listen, there's a couple things that I know about you that I've learned is like you that's not where your brain executes its power. If I were like, Holly, I want a uh, I want John Mayer to parachute in the studio. (laughs) You'd be like, got it. I'm on it. If you gave me the time, I could get it. I could get it done. Right. Right. But you're sort of like my boyfriend where like. If I say I want this, he's going to get it. But he's not good about, well, I'm going to plan a surprise. Because we were um, talking with some friends last week. And they were like, because I I overheard them. They didn't think I could hear. Oh. Because we were at their pool and I was in the hot tub. Okay. And they, I could hear them being like. I know, right? They were like, so what do you have planned for Miguel's birthday? And he was like, I don't. He's like, Miguel knows. Like, he doesn't plan stuff like that. It's hard for some people. And I've. I think this is where, and this is the process of me learning myself, I have to accept 
who I am and who I'm not. Right. I want to be the person that throws amazing parties. Why? Because my mom did that. My mm. mom was an expert party oh. planner and thrower. Right. And she has it down to a literal science, as in like five days out, here's what you do. Mm. Four days out, here's what you do. Oh you have gosh. lists. You clean this on this day. You order the food on this day. And Miguel, that's a bit how you are. Yeah. And you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really okay? enjoy it. I always thought doing that meant that you were successful. Mm. And I felt like doing that showed love. The only little tricksy dixie part is that I'm not good at that. Yeah, don't <laughs> so like it at all. It's an uphill struggle for me. And then I'm like, I'm always failing because I'm not doing exactly what my mom did right. to show love. But that's not me. No, and so that's okay. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to decorate the studio. No, see, but here's the thing, though, is that I love doing that for other people. Like, there is nothing more I love than planning a surprise. I mean, remember, we once had a consultant tell us that everything we do on the show doesn't have to be a surprise. Because and the you ver- were like, what? What are you talking about? Because at the very beginning of the genesis of our show, this yeah. is when we were in Panama City, when it was the Miguel show with Mandy and Holly. Everything we did was a surprise to you and Mandy. Always. Everything. Like and it like it didn't need to be a surprise. No. And I remember one time our consultant set us down and she was like, "All right, let's just walk through what just happened on the radio the other day." And she was like, "So, here's how it went. Here's how it would have been better if everyone knew what was going on." Uh, yeah. Right. And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, she was but like, "I we like surprises. Everything does not have to be surprised." <clears throat> and and we were like, <laughs> and Miguel's like, literally, I remember this meeting. And Miguel's like, mm-hmm. Like, you get that look on your face when you're taking in information that you don't necessarily like. And yes. you're like, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what, what do you mean? Explain a little more. Can you give me examples? Um, I'm That's trying to get my head around it. Yes, those are my phrases. I'm yes. trying to get my head around it. And yes. I was like... Miss, tell me what we're doing. <laughs> because it, I honestly, I love surprises. So that mm-hmm. works in our dynamic. Right. But when you're planning a show, it sometimes is good to have a little preparation because you can be like, oh, that's awesome. Here's what I can bring additionally. Right. Instead right. of being like, oh, man, I had something that would have gone with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to balance out. Some things do need to be a surprise. Right. Other things Not so much. And so that's why I found, like, in my relationship, like, for his 30th, I, like, that, I had so much fun doing it. You loved it. I didn't need any credit. I didn't need any thank yous. Like, I'd made a book for him, and I planned out, like... It was like one of those books where I had I had this one we'd only been together for like a year at this point. Yeah. Where I had uh his family on this big email and I oh got gosh. them to send pictures and stories and I just I took a month designing this book, what? had it made, and then I had a bottle of wine with his picture on it. You did then you I, have cookies? I did. I had cookies made with his little dog in the New York State because he's from Buffalo. That's insane. I threw, like, I had, like, a, a party plan that he knew about, and then the surprise party was the day before. Oh, yeah. God, his ass. Yeah, I mean, ah. it was great. The video is fantastic. <laughs> I love ass. it. Uh, but I had so much fun doing that. I love it. Yeah, and so instead of me feeling bad that I'm not equally reciprocating that, because that's how I feel. That's mm. how I would always feel. Like, Miguel won't know that I love him. Unless I do the exact same Uh, thing to celebrate him. Right, right. And as I found out recently, probably right now, 
that's not the case. No, not at all. But I thought that that's what I had to do, and I'm not good at it, so it would be very stressful. No, and see, and for I think maybe this is why I like doing it for other people is because I don't like I'd like I. Th- I don't know if I like surprises because people haven't done it because I'm good at guessing. Like, cause I oh, think about everything and I see everything. Yeah. And so no one has ever, I remember one time years ago, my friends in Panama city, they were going to throw me a surprise party. And so I remember early in the year, they were like, Miguel don't plan anything. And like, I had completely forgotten. And so I, all of a sudden on Facebook, I'm like, here's Miguel's 24th birthday party. And it was this, this, this. And my friends were like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, like, you're one of literally, those. we had a whole surprise party planned out. We were going to dress up as your favorite celebrities. We were going to get a cake made. But Miguel just went ahead and planned. I was like, bitch, I'm going to throw my own party. Like, I don't need you to do that. Okay, so, so I'm not going to decorate the studio. No, but, it's fine. But, uh, and I want to kind of bring it full circle with this. I am, don't judge me. I mean, judge if you want to. I'm not telling you what to do. Okay, good. I'm going to Universal this and weekend. You're <laughs> During your birthday weekend, which is interesting. I went to Universal one one birthday weekend with you. Yeah, that was like a little uh, uh, tradition tradition almost, yeah, for a little bit. So, you know what that means. Mm. I can pick you up something from Universal. Actually, I have two requests for that. See, that's great. I would love to do it. And so, you know what? Yeah, you absolutely... You know what? I will say this, and I never thought I'd be this person because I remember Oprah used to say this, and she'd be like, I don't like surprises. And I'd be like, bullshit. Everyone loves surprises. But actually, I don't. You don't. You like giving the surprises. I like giving them because I'm very particular as well. Yes. Which is why, like, most of my Christmas presents when I got older, when they were closed, I'd be like, stop. Because you don't know what I like, how it fits my body. I'm very particular about that. So I don't like just random gifts. So this is perfect. I love that we're having this discussion. This I feel is right like now. This we're is right like now. Learning. I know we got somebody on hold. We're gonna come to you here in just a second because uh, we're like have a discovery happening sorry, right so here. I didn't even know there was. You see, I didn't know somebody was on hold. I know. See, so, <laughs> surprise, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Okay. Uh, but real quick, for my birthday yeah. from Universal, I'm making notes. I want a new uh, badge. Uh huh. Um, but can I do another Hogwarts one? Because mine's yeah. kind of oh, raggedy. You're in the lottery. Yeah, yours mine's looks like garbage. New uh, ID badge. New ID. Uh, Actually, hold on. Dang it. Um, th- this might be my corona test. Oh, just oh, get step it real quick. I have, okay. I have a thought. I got to okay. talk on the podcast. Go anyway get it real quick. It probably is. Um, did he say he, a Hogwarts one or he uh, want? Oh, yeah, re- the Hogwarts one. Okay. for the. I was thinking on doing something for the show for Miguel. Oh, yeah. But obviously, I'm not going to. I don't want to decorate the studio because that's a lot it's and I don't have the money to do all lot. that. Damn. But there should be something where it's like, you know, either Prosecco, oh, champagne, yeah. something. I do have like some like gifts for him. Okay. Like, oh, you got uh, something? Yeah, no, you'll see. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Is it good? Or yeah, it's, it's something. <laughs> he just said he don't like surprises. No, I know, but that's gonna be the best part. It's gonna be the best part. But okay. I don't know when that's gonna be able to happen. Right. For on the podcast, let's pull back the curtain. We're not gonna be live on Friday. Yes. However, we are pre-recording a show that will air on Friday yes. as though it is live. Magic of radio. Because in order to get the day off, Scott, you're flying out of town. Yes. I'm taking my daughter to um, Universal. Miguel's got birthday plans. Mm -hmm. In order to have that day off, we still had to put, you know, some. So maybe tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, What? So. Oh, my God. I don't have COVID-19. Oh, my God. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, I know. I know. What do we do? I, I told I told the lady, the nurse on the phone. I was like, "This would be really awkward if you were like, so you're positive." And I'm like, "Well, I'm recording a podcast right now. Do With I need to like shut that people. down?" <laughs> I need to go break some hearts right now. Wow. So I'm negative. Woo. 
Yay. No Way COVID. Keep healthy. All right. Uh, so are we done with that conversation? Yeah, yes. but you, you said you have two things. Oh, and then there's like a Ravenclaw bracelet that I want. Is it like a leather thing? Yeah, it's a leather one that I had because usually they last for about a year and yeah. mine just started stripping last year leather or last month. A little Raven side hustle. Don't Claw. judge it. Mm-hmm. I know what? exactly. Like, you said it started stripping. <laughs> Girl, I wish. <laughs> funny sometimes. All right. All right. I All right. got you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Uh, okay, we got to get to the real star yes. that we have on the podcast and I'm so sorry. Sorry for keeping you waiting for this long. Uh, she used to work with us here at the radio station when we used to have events. And you would see her on our street team setting up events. But little did you know that if you go to YouTube.com, mm-hmm. this woman is a bona fide star. She's a YouTube star. Yes. Her name is Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. We're part of the Share Bear fam, girl. Yes. How are you? Nice. I'm good, you know, chilling, um, experiencing life as a quarantined woman. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, hold on real quick. You I got to do the thing, Sharon. Yeah, sorry, because phones can launch rockets, but it can't hear you clearly. Can you try to okay. put us on speakerphone? On speaker? Okay. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Is this better? Yep. yep. Look at that. <laughs> it's so, so weird. weird. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it at all. Uh, But... We wanted to have you on the podcast for a while now, but I then I saw your post yesterday, and I was like, holy crap, that is huge. It is massive. How many it's followers massive. or subscribers have you reached on your YouTube page, Sharon? I now have about 500,000. 500,000. So you are getting up there with some of those famous yeah. YouTube people right now that mm-hmm. people talk about when they're like, ooh, look at all these people that came out of the YouTube fam. Oh, I have a question, Sharon, um, because yeah. my daughter and I now watch a lot of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that YouTubers get plaques when they reach milestones. Have you got, are you going to get a plaque from YouTube for reaching 500,000? Or is it like, oh, so, oh, how's it work? I wish. <laughs> Here's the thing. YouTube, from my understanding, they give you a plaque at 100,000, and then they give you a plaque at a million. So you have 900,000 just in between, which I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. Even a, you're almost halfway there. Not even one of those. No. And then I think if you go over a million, I don't know if there's a specific number, but at one point you get a custom plaque because it's like, oh, well, we don't have a plaque for this number. Like, mm. I think PewDiePie has one, for example. Right. But no, I was like, how is there no halfway for a million? That's a big number. Heck yeah. yes. Like, quit being cheap, YouTube. <laughs> they got lots of money. Yeah. Well, no, I'm like, not even an email. So I'm like, dang, all right. <laughs> yeah, you all celebrated our damn selves. Seriously. Well, <laughs> consider this your YouTube plaque. Yes. yes. This right here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank now, you. Sharon, walk us through... When you started your YouTube, how old were you? And, like, where did you even get the idea from? Oh, man. Technically, I've had, like, a YouTube account, I want to say, since I was 11. So I've always been into YouTube. And I don't think I started making my videos until 2013, I want to say. So that's when I would have been, like, 15. So I, funny enough, I don't even remember this being a thing, but I had one of my girls from high school. I had a class with her junior year, and she was like, I can't believe you went from editing videos in class to this. And I was like, I didn't even remember editing (laughs) videos in class. (laughs) But apparently I've been doing this for a real hot minute. When I originally started, my channel, ironically enough, it's called Just Sharon because it started as a collab channel. 
Mm. So my YouTube channel used to be like Sharon and the person it was collab channel with, but they kind of lost interest and I didn't. And I was like, well, we already had about like maybe 5,000 followers at the time. And I was like, I'm not losing that, you know? So my name is a little bit of an ironic pun. (laughs) I did that. And at the time I started just doing just random videos, just like challenges. Cause that's what, what was in YouTube at the time. Like, you know, like, um, cinnamon challenge mm-hmm. or like best friend tag, like all those dumb things like that. Yeah. But then it got to the point where I was like, I can't keep just doing this stuff forever. So I started thinking, I was like, what is something I like and something that is always in my life? And I was like, okay, well music. So I started reacting to new songs when they first came out. Mm. Like if Justin Bieber dropped a new song at midnight, I'd have my video up by like 1am. Mm. Uh, with that, I was like, eh, okay, I'm getting a little bit of traction. Like I managed to get about like maybe 10,000 subscribers. I decided to wake up one morning. It was like 3 a.m. Justin Bieber had just released the Despacito remix. And I laid in bed for about 10 minutes. I was like, do I really want to get up right now and film a video? And I was like, screw it. You know, I'll put on a hat. I won't even put on makeup. I'll change my shirt real quick. I'll react to it. Get it up. That's it. So I honestly... Everything was like a breeze. I don't remember even editing that, filming it, nothing. Next day I knew it was up and I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and that video was going viral. Within <gasps> two days, it had about half a million views. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Good thing you the got last, out of bed and put a hat on. Seriously. Right. And that's what blows my mind because I was like, I generally almost didn't make that video. And that is what like took off my channel for me. So I learned from YouTube, the best thing to do is take the same thing and change it up. Like, whatever works, just do it over and over again in a different way. Mm. So I took that song, and I was like, okay, this is what's popping right now. Let me take the lyrics of this song, and let me text it to someone as, like, just a text prank. And I think that video to this day has maybe, I think, one to three million views. Oh, my God. Something like that. Yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, so text pranks is where it's at for me. Yeah. So for about a year, I would do text pranks. But then it got to the point where it was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore because I don't have enough people to text. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm running out. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I don't know anyone else. And then on top of that, I learned the hard way that there's two sets of copyright when it comes to the song, like the lyrics itself and the actual instrumental. So even if I took away the instrumental and just use the lyrics, I would still get copyrighted. Oh. And if you get copyrighted, you can get strikes. And if I get three of those, my, my channel's deleted. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. You can't use any part. Of, like, I, I learned that, mm-hmm. too, because I was like, well, you, there's probably a workaround. No. You just can't Not really. at all. Not really. Yeah. Wow. I, I even thought, like, there was, like, a 15-second rule where it's like, oh, I could at least use 15 seconds of it. But I also learned that the hard way because... I used to have this song by DNCE, Cake by the Ocean, as my intro. That was four seconds. And just one day, randomly, I got just so many copyright strikes over that. And that was my intro. So that was like a good amount of videos. So Did you have to take those videos down? No, I didn't have to take them down, but they were just demonetized. So I'm like, great, Joe Jonas is getting all my money. <laughs> oh, dang! I mean, it make. I mean, if you if we were talking to an artist, you know, and that's their livelihood, yeah, that's true. so it makes sense. But as a content creator who is mm-hmm. sort of helping them out, it can be frustrating because I know some of our videos um, have been uh, taken down or blocked because of you know because we'll 
feed through, you know, this is getting technical, but through the audio board we have here that all of our audio goes through. Yeah. And so we'll try to turn it off. But like if we're coming, doing a segment and coming out of a song to do the segment, I have to Mm -hmm. wait until there's like two seconds left to go live because then it'll block part of that video. Right. So it's crazy the algorithms that you have to play around with. Right. It's also like I see it as like a blessing and a curse in a way, too, because if I remember correctly, BTS, when they first started out, they were copyright free, like all their stuff was copyright free. And I thought that was genius because in a way that's free promotion that you're getting. You're getting all these content creators reacting to your stuff for the first time and it's, it's not copyrighted. So it's free for them to upload. I totally understand the whole, well, it's like this person's piece of art. So I'm not saying that I like that. I should get all the money, but at least, like, give me a little bit of something, Joe. Like, come on, you're getting free promo for me, you know? You got enough money, Joe. Come right? on. You're doing okay. A girl's just <laughs> yeah, trying to do her YouTube like, videos. What was that? I said a girl's just trying to do her YouTube videos. Yes, dude. Oh, man. But after my text pranks, I just, on a whim, I decided to make this video where I revealed just people's secrets. And ever since then, that's basically what I've been doing. And a lot of, like, period-related videos for girls and a lot of, like, girl talks and just advice for girls. I sort of feel like you... A long way of rebranding. You are sort of the um, in-person YouTube version of Seventeen Magazine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. I've never heard that, but I see it. It makes sense. Yeah. Because, because, like, I used to read those magazines. My mom would not let me have them, by the way. So I would, like, steal some (laughs) from my friends. But they always had cra- like cra- your craziest period stories yeah. or, you know, That's the most so embarrassing funny. period stories. And you would feel less alone. And so I feel like you struck a gold mine here because it's so oh um, universal, yeah. especially mm-hmm. for young girls that are trying to navigate that. And you're like, let me help you. Yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, it just hit me out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, my content is kind of timeless. Because yeah. you'll have a little girl that's maybe seven right now, not even thinking about her period. But that means five years from now, if she were to get her period, my video is still there for her to watch. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of weird to think about. But I I thought at first, I was like, am I comfortable talking about period stuff? And I was like, that's the problem. Like, if I'm questioning myself being comfortable talking about period stuff, that itself is the issue. And that's why I really made myself talk about it more. Because I was like, there shouldn't be an issue when it comes to talking about that stuff. That's right. been like, one like of- a part of life, you know? Well, that's been one of my things on, you know, because I always describe every morning show and every radio station as its own universe. Mm -hmm. And so like on our sister station, The Bone, they'll use words that we won't use because that's their universe. And we're we're not we don't do that. And one of my things when we created our show was that I never want anyone to feel shame talking about their period using the word period. I don't want to be like, oh, and it's your aunt coming to town or any of that. I'm like. That is the evolution of life. Yeah. Is right yeah. there. And the fact that we're like, ooh, we we're, can't talk about we're it. We're tiptoeing around it. it on a station that is marketed to women. Right. What mm-hmm. are you what are we doing not talking well, about the it? The problem is that because our whole society, sorry, Scott, has been built around <laughs> straight white men. <sighs> and so to them, they're like, ooh. A woman bleed. They're that's like, crazy. oh, that's gross. No one can talk about it. No. I know half the population is women, but <laughs> we're uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. be comfortable talking about it. So, Sharon, I, I just pulled up one of your videos here on your YouTube page. We'll play the beginning of it. Um, it oh, has God. 
half a million views on it. Oh, this is amazing. This is crazy. So this is 20 period life hacks for school. Every girl needs to know. Girl talk. Just Sharon. So we'll play just a little bit of it here. They're literally a part of life as a woman. And you should be proud of it because you're a woman. And that's on that. Hey, guys. It's Sharon. This is a video that I feel has been long awaited for. Now, if you're new to my channel, if you're not, I make these videos once a month where I talk about period horror stories. Recently, I did a girl talk, which was like questions you're too afraid to ask your mom. And then I also did period questions you're too afraid to ask your mom. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of girls out there that have so, so many questions and need so, so many answers about just periods in general because it's so taboo to talk about periods for some reason, which is insane because like it's a part of womanhood and it's something that every woman has to experience and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Long story short, in those videos while going through submissions, because a lot of my videos are subscriber-based, I noticed that I was like, so many girls are facing so many issues with having their period at school. Been there, done that. I know it is not a piece of cake, which is why I'm making this video to help you guys out with some hacks and some tips and tricks for when it comes to having your period at school. I'm like, you're already at school and you get your period, can this day get any worse? I know. Anyways, if you guys enjoy this video, give us a thumbs up, or if you want to see more, give it a thumbs up and let me know in the comments below. Some of these tips and tricks are from you guys, so shout out to you. If you want to be in my videos and have a say in them just like this one, just follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter. And of course, if you want to see more, definitely subscribe for more. But enough about that, I'm here to save your life when you get a visit from Mother Nature at school. Really, sis, any other time, but right now. Girl, you're so good. For real. It's so aesthetic. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, you really, if, if you're listening to this, you should hit pause right now on the podcast, go to YouTube, and just type in Just Sharon. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are really well done. Smash really. that like button. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Hit I the subscribe, it. smash that like button. I know. I'm telling you, we we sort of discovered YouTube because, like, I'll be honest with you, a couple years ago, I was like, I don't get YouTube. Right. I was like, yeah. I don't get why. Because we would go to radio conferences, for example, and they'd be like, okay, here's your social media platforms. Here's the number one platform. YouTube by like double every other platform. And I'd see this info and I'd be like, what is happening on YouTube? I don't I don't use YouTube this way. Right. I don't, I, like, are people just discovering music? Is that it? Well, fast forward when, of course, my child had to school me on this, and she's on YouTube, and I was like, oh, she can watch, like, you know, little uploads of whatever, like Daniel Tiger or whatever nonsense. But then she stumbled upon these families on YouTube, and that's when I found out, Oh, this is what YouTube is now. And th of course, this is why. And you do it so, like, you are a YouTuber in the world that is on YouTube, in which you're talking directly to people, mm -hmm. you are them, and you have information for them, and it's entertaining. And so you're doing it so beautifully. And I get it now, now that I've been watching YouTube and like, like it's TV for a year and a half now. Mm. It makes so much more sense to me. And you hopped on that train. You've been on the train, but we're able to like shift and flow to figure out what works the best for you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been weird. It's, I never expected this. Like I never thought ever this could happen. Like I just thought video editing was just a hobby because I always just loved the idea of a camera. Never ever in my life did I imagine I would be, I guess like a little bit of a, I don't want to say role model because I hate that term, but I guess a person or a point of advice for like all these girls is 
very humbling and very weird to think Girl, about. Take though. on role model because I think that you are. And that that doesn't necessarily have to look like maybe what it looked like even five years mm-hmm. ago. Right. Um, I know the term influencer get ter- gets thrown around a lot now, but I think mm-hmm. that you are someone that others can look up to for questions. And I think that's the basic mm-hmm. definition of a role model, mm-hmm. which you are. Okay, fair. I'll take that. Because when it comes to role models, I'm like, oh, my God, am I under a microscope? Like, is everything I do going to be judged? Like, do they Well, yes. Just- yeah, well. I mean, yes, it? but that's just life. I mean. Right. Well, and I think that for our generations, you know, Holly and our millennials, you and Scott are Gen Zers, yeah. you know, I, I, what this is what I've always said from the beginning of my radio career is that this is the reason why. I put the good and the bad out there. Like the people mm-hmm. that we looked up to in radio were like those big behemoth personalities where everything was perfect. They lived they the perfect could do life. No wrong. Right. Whereas like I tell you what you did wrong, what I did wrong before anybody else can like mm-hmm. try to expose me. But I think that's what has made us successful in this new world of content creation is because we're authentic. And this is what I've heard repeated back to me from like our boss and other people on the street team and coworkers is people always ask them, are Miguel and Holly like they are on the radio? And they're always like, yes, like what you hear is what you get. I'm like a little bit more excited on the radio. I'm a little more curmudgeonly in real life. <laughs> okay, Scott, be quiet. Um, but it's it, it's the same person. So, yeah, you can be absolutely a, a role model. Um, what sort of uh, advice or how have girls, like, reacted since you sort of shifted your content to talking about periods in school and, like, these sort of embarrassing stories? How have your viewers reacted to that? How has it helped them? Well, it's funny because, like, the small handful of guys, subscribers that I have, (laughs) they're always like, can you make, like, more stuff for us? And it's funny because my response to them is always, I I don't know. Like, I'm not a guy. I don't know. (laughs) So there's that. That hasn't been, like, the best for my guys out there. But for my girls, I, I think it's very humbling every time I read a comment when a girl is like, I feel so much more comfortable talking about my period to my friends. And I think that that's what like means the most to me because it really is just something that you should not fear talking about and you shouldn't even like try to hide it either. So I just, I love reading those and just general comments about, Oh, I feel so much more confident about this or like, I'm not afraid to talk to my mom about this. Just little things like that because I feel like that's one of the crappiest things in life is just, being afraid to like speak up and say something mm-hmm. and i mean i've worked with you guys you guys know i feel about that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you gotta speak up you have to and it's hard sure. by the way it's so hard so you can people sort of the the courage to do it yeah it, it that's what makes you a role model you're you're giving people the uh you're letting them know they have the right to do it mm-hmm. thank Which you i awesome. never thought about that way yeah so thank you <laughs> yeah so sharon you're at five hundred thousand viewers now Mm-hmm. What happens next? Do you keep doing this? Do you tilt? Do you try to take this into a different uh, content vehicle? How, do you know yet? I honestly, I'm taking it day by day. Right. Like I, I will sit there and I'll try to plan my videos for like the next two or three months. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next two or three months. What if I make one video and it goes really viral and then I have to like recreate it or make like a part two. Mm. So I think I found my niche in YouTube, you know, and I like it. And especially with like all the uncertainty going on right now, I don't know when 
anything is going to start to look a little bit normal. So I think I'm just going to hold on to this for a hot minute and really keep winging it. Ideally, like I, well, I studied PR in school. So if this doesn't work out for me, I always figured I'd be doing PR for someone else. Mm. But I don't, I don't ever really have a set idea of what I would love to do with it or just in general. I mean, I've noticed a lot of influencers, what they do is they built their YouTube platform and then they get their following and then they release a song or they start a clothing line or they start acting. I have no musical talent. I love you, but I can't sing. So that's out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Completely out for me. When it comes to designing clothes, I'm like, that sounds stressful. You know, Mm. acting, I'm like, Maybe, but I don't know. Because then I think about LA. That sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you gotta wait. You gotta wait until you find something that really fires you up. Mm-hmm. Because doing exactly. anything like that, because all of those things, you're like, eh, that's not where your passion is. Yeah. So exactly. I think you're doing so, the right oh, thing no. for you. Yeah, I mean, just Thank like you, you sort of found this new niche in YouTube, talking about periods and, mm-hmm. and you know empowering young young girls whatever's next will all of a sudden you'll be like, boom. I mean, literally as you were talking, cause I've always struggled with, you know, what is Miguel Fuller's brand? Because I've spent the past, God, how long have we been doing this? <laughs> Five, six, seven years as Miguel and Holly. Uh, and before we were in Panama city yeah. working on the show and like, what is our brand as Miguel and Holly that I haven't focused at all on Miguel Fuller. Right. And I'm starting that process now, and I sort of feel like you, where I'm like, who the fuck is Miguel Fuller? (laughs) I don't know. Like, that's what we talked about is, like, you know, a potential, like, um, podcast or YouTubing for me, but I'm like, but I don't know who I I don't even know who I am. I've been so used to focusing on what is this show, and that's just, that's been the the focus. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's difficult to figure out who you are, what your niche is, and Sharon did it. So, I mean, I'm going to go to her with tips. Okay. Like, and get some hints. Girl, I, I might be reaching out <laughs> to you welcome. on a, how to edit these videos because you look real slick on there, girl. Uh, Thank you. Before we let you go, I do have a question because I'm always the money person. I like to know mm-hmm. the gritty details and obviously whatever you feel comfortable with discussing. Of course. Um, 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Does that translate to a livable wage for you at all? I definitely think it's a livable wage, but okay. So my thing is I live with my parents still, so I don't have to pay rent, which is the reason why I'm still living with my parents. Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like saving up until I can buy like a house and, you know, like be completely well off on my own. But if I were to be living like just, you know, on my own, having my own apartment, I do think it is a livable wage. What sucks is that the money doesn't correlate to your subscribers. The money correlates back to your viewers. So even if you have like, let's say 10,000 subscribers, and I don't know how, but your videos are constantly getting like 500,000 views or like a million views, like you're set, which is wild to think about because you never have a guarantee of how many views your videos are going to get. Like one month can be really good, for example, and one month can be just really bad. Like back to school season has really gone on YouTube and also the holiday season, like once it gets into like December. But as far as monetization itself the way it works is on youtube if you make a video over eight minutes long you can put how many ever ads you would like in your video you can't choose what ad but you can choose where it goes but the thing also is that spot isn't always guaranteed to get an ad 
So I might have an ad set up for the one-minute mark, but an ad might not show up for that spot, or for that spot but it's an option. I did struggle a lot with making money just off ads for the longest time because my videos, like I mentioned, are being copyrighted. Mm. I found an agent who arguably, I just refer to him as my manager, but by definition, he's an agent. Mm -hmm. And what he does is he looks for brand deals for me. And I think that is the best and most popular way to make the most money on YouTube. Probably because you, brand deal, you, need some, you need someone to help you navigate how yeah. best to monetize. For sure. Because, I mean, I went to him, I think, at about 400000 So not even that long ago. I don't think I've been with him for a year. And he got me on a phone call and he was like, well, how much do you make for brand deals? And I was like, I mean, honestly, I don't even know. Like one of my professors at USS, at USF said to charge 500 for, or per minute, you know, like if you want a minute, it's 500. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, you'd be making so much. I've never heard, I'll never forget this. He's like, I've never heard of an influencer making such a little money off of brand. Huh. When I heard that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. Like, mm. I, I thought 500 for a minute was a lot. You're like, so, I got money, girl! Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was like, you know what, here, you take the reins. You figure out everything. And then he just gets like 20% off of it. And sometimes it'll be like an Instagram campaign. Or sometimes it'll be just a post. It'll be like 60 seconds in a video. There's a lot to work with. So I do think... It's manageable. I mean, like I mentioned, some months suck. Some are really good. Like, for example, one month I can make 3000 The next month I can make 7000 But I never really know, which is the part that sucks about it. Yeah, wow. because it's a, it, it fluctuates. And it fluctuates by the views, <laughs> which yeah. that sucks because you're like, oh, my God, I'm at this milestone, 500000 doesn't really mean anything. I mean, yeah. it, it guarantees that your video is going to be out more in front of people, but that yeah. doesn't guarantee they're going to click it and right. watch it. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. But what I do like about it is that your videos are always making money. So it could be a video I uploaded a year ago and suddenly, let's say it starts to blow up, at least I will still be getting money from that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I have a lot of different avenues to still get the money. So that's my little positive outlook I take on it. Nice. <laughs> you know, I find this so fascinating. Back in January, um, usually once a year, I go teach like a little seminar class on radio at Savannah College of Art and Design. And this was the first year where during my presentation at the beginning, I usually ask the kids, I'm like, hey, so what are some of the things that you want to do? Now, Savannah College of Art and Design, these are um, usually not a lot are like in interested in radio, but it's like designer, graphic designers, uh, photographers, stuff like that. And so many kids for the first time in the five or six years I've been doing this said, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a YouTuber. And I thought that, oh, my God, like this is starting to create itself as like a actual career that you can have. And you're sort of like a trendsetter in that way where you are slowly figuring it out and doing it. I mean, like when I told my mom and my family back when I was in elementary school, middle school, I want to be on the radio. They were like, you crazy as hell. <laughs> what the hell? You can't make no money doing that. And they're probably like, how are you going to get on the radio? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look who laughing now, bitch. <laughs> okay. um, so, but you're doing the damn thing right now. Mm. Scott, is what? this something that you want to do? I mean, yeah. It's just, I wish I would have jumped on a little earlier because now I feel like it's so far in that it's like, okay, where do I grab my lane? But Luckily, right now, I'm starting to really narrow down what my passions are. Like, it used to be this gigantic umbrella of, like, all these things that I wanted to talk about and different ideas that go through my head. 
But now I'm really discovering that it's like, one, I do love radio, but I'm also finding the other avenue of like going into motivational speaking and going into life coaching. Like that is something that just fuels my damn fire. And now I just have to figure out what lane could I put that in and how could I actually make a living off of that? Because I think the hardest thing right now for me is like just starting the process right, and allowing myself to just be patient watching it just steadily grow and watching myself grow instead of, you know, putting something up. And now we live in a culture where it's like you're constantly just comparing yourself to other people where you're like, oh, well, it's not as good. Mm. Either take it down or don't do it. Right. And now I have to realize that I'm like, wait, that the process doesn't just happen. You have to be patient. So now I'm lucky that I'm actually figuring those things out and I'm starting to put things into action and just not give a damn about what happens, just putting it up, seeing where it goes, and then going from there. Right. I mean, you can, you can do both. I think – the beauty of YouTube and it, just the influencer world and what separates it from what we do on the radio is that we talk to a big population of people. You know, like we probably talk to about the same amount of people that you have on your uh, YouTube channel, but it's mass appeal. So we cover so many different topics yeah. where yours is very specialized and unique. And I think that's what makes it beautiful and sort of never ending is because you can find something that you're interested in and you can just keep unearthing all these different angles that you that you can look at it at. And that's the beauty of being able to do this sort of thing. And you've cracked the code, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's awesome. Also- I just wanted to throw in. I mean, I thought I was too late for YouTube when I first started doing it just because I had been watching YouTubers just become huge and go viral when I was like 14, 13. So I was like, oh, if I'm already starting at this age, they already spent like the past five years doing that. Mm. But like I mentioned, people are always going on YouTube. Like the seven-year-old girl could be on YouTube in the next like three years. And that's still someone that could become a potential viewer. So never too late. What a good point. Now, I was thinking that when you said that, too. It's like it's a constantly living thing. Yeah. People are always coming to YouTube at different times. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I got you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be coming to you for some tips on how to edit these videos. So I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sharon, thank you so much. Uh, give us all of your social channels so people can follow you. Ooh, okay. My Twitter and my Instagram are at Sharon Cancio. Last name is C-A-N-C-I-O. And my YouTube is just Sharon. And so is my Facebook. I don't. I should use that more often. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Well, Sharon, congratulations. And hopefully when all this stuff is over with, we will see you soon at some point. I yes. know. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Is it, you know what's bananas, Sharon, is that like the last remote that we all did before everything got shut down, we were out at T-Mobile in Tampa. Do you remember? Like, it yeah, was and like, we were like, is it really that bad? I know. I was like, I, we were all starting to feel weird, though, because we were mm. out at the T-Mobile and like Sharon was one of the promo team that was putting out the remote and everything. And so we're standing there and it would just try. It was like starting to trickle in. It may have been like March 12th. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. And, and then like there were people like packed in the store and everyone's like shaking hands. And I was like, that's a little weird, but it's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're going to be fa- We're going to be fine. Right. It's going to be a long time before you see that. And we never saw anybody again. <laughs> no. I haven't seen Sharon since that T-Mobile. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, anyway. Sharon, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I love you. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow. That's so awesome. That's so motivating to hear. I mean, it's like you can be your own entrepreneur and not in the, the traditional sense of like, I have to have goods and services that I can just create content on my own. Yeah. Because when we were coming up, the only ways that you could create content 
was through a big behemoth company. Through a like, channel. Right, like Hot 101.5. Right. Now you can do it on YouTube. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, good. I'm going to go create my YouTube channel. Okay. I just don't know what the fuck it's going to be about yet. I know. That's the hardest thing. got to find that niche, and I'm, I don't know. I don't find it. I, I, I want to figure it out. It's going to take a minute, though. <laughs> I already got a ring light, though, so I'm all set. You're all like, right, I'm ready, though. You said you're good. You got a cheap-ass ring light that works. We're going to be good. We're all set. That's fine. I love it. Holly, what's all of your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and Holly on Hot 101.5 on Facebook. Scott. At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And you can always uh, contact me on Instagram at Miguel Fuller, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, all of it. Also, if you want a sticker, you can always email me, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. And just make sure to include your name and your address. Until next time. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.